The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hey, y'all, I am so excited about this week's episode. Uh, We are still kind of in our discussion of the wilderness, but I also wanted to have an opportunity to answer a question that I received. Um, And I really, really, really loved the question because I feel like it described a lot of what I have felt so many times in so many seasons of my life. Um, And definitely want to give some perspective around Uh, what this feels like, looks like, and give some feedback. So I got this question from one of my listeners, and I'm going to read the question in its full context, as well as kind of pull some things from the question. So that way we can go through the question together. And so I think this will help a lot of you because it definitely, definitely related to me when I read it. So this is what she says. I have always appreciated your transparency with your relationship with God. I used to feel crazy for saying I wanted to walk away from him because I didn't understand him or his plan for me. I'm in school to become a therapist, running a business, and supposed to have a podcast. It's been stressful. Something I've noticed over time is that when I'm stressed, I drift away mentally. I check out and think about the future future or things I wish were happening. I struggle with this so much. Being present mentally and spiritually is something I would like for you to talk about. How to be present, to go to God, and not the other things that temporarily provide comfort. Thank you, Rosalind. So thank you, sis, for your question um, and just kind of like your suggestion of the episode. So I'm going to pull a couple of things that you said so you stated in the question and kind of the the precursor of the question of what you wanted me to talk about. So you said a couple of things that I'm going to pull. You said, um, I'm stressed and I find that I'm stressed. I drift away from him. So the first thing I'm going to kind of say, I'm going to go through some of what she described, give you my feedback, and then also try to provide some practical tips for any of you that also struggle with this as well. Um, and kind of relay a little bit of what I have experienced from you know, just my own time of my relationship with God, I I typically talk about, you know, the ups and downs of this. I feel like, um, just sidebar, I feel like there is oftentimes not a lot of people that, especially who have platforms, I think we unknowingly at times have a difficulty sharing the in-season lessons we're experiencing I think naturally you want to share the highlight reel. Um, and also I think that there is an understanding that people don't want to be too vulnerable, um, of course, on a on a platform of any sort to share what they are experiencing. That takes a huge level of comfortability, which is understandable. And I think it's it's a very transparent thing to actually share, you know, where you're at with God around stuff. But I am come to learn that language is very helpful for people because there can be a description of your personal relationship with God that is different from everybody. For everybody is different. But I think 
we all have a lot of relatability as children of God. And for me, um, I have not shied away from sharing on this platform my struggles I've had with God around things. Um, I told you all about, you know, just this past couple of months for me. I talked a little bit on the podcast when I talked about I was back. I I struggled a little bit last year with a lot of different changes in my business. Uh, My oldest son, who struggles a little bit with a speech delay, how incredibly hard that was for me. I haven't even gone into full detail about that, but just know it was it was a very rough season. Um, It still is in some sort. And so what I noticed, similar to my sis who shared this question, is that when I was stressed out, I would drift away from God. And from recently exploring some of where this comes from, what I realized is that is my action. And so what I'm going to you know, challenge you all is to don't look at the things that, that you do where you drift away from God as, as bad. Question it. Get curious understand that you're not the first and you won't be the last kid that has probably been like, God, I don't want to do this. There's plenty of stories in the Bible where people who love God did things and walked away from him and all of that. It's hurtful when we have that remorse um, because there is a deep desire to, I believe, want to do right, want to seek after God, want to do these things. But it also is a process of salvation to die. I think that we don't take into account that it's a process to, to be sanctified. Um, the Bible talks about, I think it's in, uh, let me see if I have the scripture pulled up. It's actually in Philippians two verses 12 and 13. And this is Paul talking. Um, he says, dear friends, you have always followed my instruction when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important Work hard to show the results of your salvation. There's another scripture that says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But it says, work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And so it's a constant working. There is a constant giving yourself up, dying to yourself, following God, saying yes. There's times where you take five steps and then you take 15 steps back. And then you, by the grace of God and the mercy of God, jump 50 steps forward. And so there's a constant working that is happening inside of us, no matter how long we are on this earth. The Bible says that, um, I want to give the scripture, it says, um, he that began a good work in you, I'm going to give the actual scripture. Um, but it's Philippians one, six, um, God is the one who begins the good work in you and will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So essentially until Jesus returns or essentially until you die, sis, there is always going to be a work in you happening. So, so to kind of get to this place of understanding that we never arrive there's even when you have said yes to God in the past, there's always a, another yes. It's, it's, it's unfortunately just the way that our walk is. And it's not unfortunate because he's always trying to help us to strive to get closer to Jesus, help us to strive to the place of wanting to be like Jesus and to essentially die to ourselves and follow him. It is a, it is a sacrificial thing. Um, and so I could go into a whole spiel about, 
you know, the cost of what it is to follow Christ in this day and age, it just, it, it, it's a consistent thing. And so I want to say that to help you understand that you're not alone, but also we're not doing anything new under the sun. Like there's nothing that's new that is caught God by surprise or something that, you know, we don't know. There's a scripture in first Peter five, nine that says, stand firm against him, be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering as you are. And so these are confirmation scriptures of the understanding that nothing that we're experiencing is, is by surprise. So even since you saying the thing of, um, when I'm stressed, I drift away from God. That is a thing that a lot of us do. Unfortunately, we drift away out of frustration, out of weariness, out of, um, we just, we're busy and we just feel like we got 15,000 things on our plate. Why would I want to give priority to God? Like, unfortunately, that's just what we think. And, and we don't know that on the top of our mind, we probably are too embarrassed to sell that to God. And my hope is that I can model for you all the ability to practice being very honest about this walk. So my, you know, desire is to say to you, explore that, explore your actions, because when you get stressed, that is a reaction to an outward or external or internal source of something that's causing you to drift away from God. It could be as deep as grief. It could be as, as deep as parenting. It could be as deep as you have 15,000 things on your plate. It could be financial struggles. It could be suffering in your job. It could be an array of things. My question to you then goes to what is the question you need to ask yourself? Is there disappointment? Have you done something in faith and you feel like God didn't show up? Did you pray hard for something to happen and didn't happen and now you're disappointed and it's impacted your trust with him? Are you grieving something? Has something shifted in your life and you're having to grieve it? Have you had to make a recently hard decision and that decision is not bringing you hope? That decision is not bringing you happiness. That decision is not bringing you joy. It's actually doing the opposite and it's causing turmoil. Are you grieving something? What are the things that um, are you believing or not believing God about? What things do you believe about God that are essentially maybe not lined up with his word, that he is a punisher, that he is somebody that is... um, we we've learned in church, like God is one that will fight for us, but you don't feel like he's fighting for you. You feel like he is completely disgraced you and discarded you. You see everybody else around you experiencing uh, blessings and benefit and you yourself are struggling. Assess. Like the other thing I would ask you to do is if you're stressed and you're drifting away from him, assess, have you included him? Have you included him in what's happening? For Rosalind, I will say, like I said in the last podcast, I included God in my life for the benefit of me because of the things that I felt like I had to do for him to show him that I really believed. For Rosalind, Rosalind didn't have a deep understanding and a foundational understanding of Christ in her identity Because I was so accustomed to performance and also doing things for validation. Um, Outward validation gave me, 
was doing something for me. So one of the things I always ask my therapy clients is um, when they, whether they're going through anything, whether they're uh, seeking external validation or in a relationship, I'm, I ask the question of what did that situation do for you? For Rosalind, a lot of the outward things I was doing brought benefit. And not to say they weren't blessings, but my viewpoint of them had shifted and they became unhealthy. And so not to say that I don't think that they were um, bad, but I think that and they produced fruit. They, they brought forth things. But I also think there wasn't a consistent level of humility that I kept with God or I kept with myself and checking. I believe that God was checking me consistently, but I just wasn't paying attention. Um, and so my question was assessing, like assessing, did you, have you included him? And including him can be very simple. We don't have to overcomplicate this. Have I asked him for grace and help in this area? Have I asked him to keep me near him? Um, This can be frustrating. We feel like we're asking, but we may have so much noise going on at times that we don't oftentimes trust ourselves to hear. And so my biggest, you know, um, advice to that is, God speaks consistently in his word. God speaks consistently in a place where he is always speaking in his word. If you don't feel like you're hearing God, go to his word. Because no matter what he speaks to you, he's going to confirm it in his word. His word always speaks. His word always shows up. His word never returns void. His word is true yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one that finishes everything. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the one that that fights for us. He is the one that has made us more than conquerors. He is the one that loves us no matter what. And so if you don't understand something about you, my biggest thing is, are you in your word? Has there been such a busyness that there hasn't been time spent in the word? Is there such a a busyness that there isn't margin? God hasn't had margin in your life. And I get it. The drifting away from him feels right in the moment. But there is always this tug that the Holy Spirit pulls on us to get back to him because there wouldn't even be a need to ask the question. I know that I'm stressed out and I drift away from him out of frustration out of lack of honesty, out of God, I just, I've, I feel like I've done, like one of the things I told God was like, God, I feel like I have done all this for you. And I don't feel like I'm ahead. Like I should, like, that was one of my things with him is like, I don't feel like I'm ahead. Like I should, I feel like I've done all these things in faith for you, but I wasn't ahead. Like I should, or I wasn't, I'm not as disciplined as I see other people be, or I'm not as focused as I see other people be. And this feels like they're moving faster than me, or they're getting in places faster than me. And I just kind of realized like, on whose timeline am I on? Like, what's really your will for me in this season? And truly, if I go fast in the way that I feel like, I feel like I want to be, Would I be able to handle all of those things and still be committed to you? Would I be able to handle whatever success I feel like I should have and still maintain my family? That was one of the things that I feel like he deeply gave me the desire of in this season was to cultivate my family, Um, be with my two very small children that I have 
And the reality is that in this season, I have two small kids. They won't be small forever. But will I be trying to steward a dream of some sorts? And not to say that that's bad, but what am I prioritizing? And that was one of the tips I'm going to give you all um, in the next uh, couple points. So assess, have you have you included him? Why are you stressed? Are you stressed because you just have a lot of things on your plate? You talked about being in school, being in therapy. Do you have a lot on your plate? Do we need to really talk about prioritizing, prioritizing letting go of some things, even being okay with putting down things that uh, or visions in your heart. Like I, I, I have kind of this understanding now that yes, God can give me a vision and a season of something to do, but also, man, this don't sound crazy, but also am I diligently praying about when I should do it or am I hearing it saying, okay, God, give me the resources to do this and just kind of going. Because I think there is a healthy balance of also being able to not move in haste and move in pace in prayer. Like we have neglected our basic weaponry, which is the word of God, prayer, community, our diligency, our ability to be in relationship with God. Like those are our weaponry. We can't, these are things that have been used over years, over decades, and we're following suits are our own desires or do you feel like you have a lot you see a lot of people of influence who are doing all these things telling you that you should because you're fearful and really that may not be where God is leading you in the season but because it's such a noisy influence it feels like you have to do it right now do you feel pressure do you feel influenced in a way that may not be from the Holy Spirit and so this is where we have to pray prayer. So my next point is we may not always, um, Oh, going back to this. So I say that to say, like, it's important to know that we have to really assess why we may feel certain things towards God. Um, another thing that was big for me, kind of going back to the assessment part is the revelation of God. Sometimes God calls, allows chaos he allows chaos for us to see that there should be a reverence and a fear and ultimately a dependence on him consistently. We can't do this without him. Even if our hearts is like, I'm not doing it without God. You know, I'm, I'm, mm-mm. I need you every hour of the day <laughs> like, and not in a, uh, not in a way that doesn't allow me to have some freedom. Like I gave this scenario to a friend once of um I was describing something that I feel like you know God was like this is the area that you can you know create in and I told her I was like it was almost kind of like I saw in my mind an open field I had any ability to go on this section of the field and plant and plow this section of the field to plant and plow and I'm standing there looking at the field and looking at God okay like where do I need to plant and plow and he's like I've given you the whole field to go go plant and plow anywhere but I'm standing there like okay but where exactly should I plant and plow should it be in this section and how far should I make the rows and how many times should I plant each seed and how many seeds should go like to a point of like unhealthiness like dependence in a way that doesn't allow me as a child to have freedom and so I say that to say like my revelation of God is that I do want to have some ability to have dependence on him, but am I just creating margin? Am I, am I going to him and saying, give me the grace for today to do the things and just try. 
I remember when I got my job and I had said this in the last podcast, I was so scared and the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation of there's nothing wrong with trying because throughout my entrepreneurial journey over the past almost year and a half, no, it's been two years. When I quit my job, 2021. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, it's been two and a half years. Girl, that's crazy. Um, I have realized, I have tried to find jobs. <laughs> and baby, the Holy Spirit be like, no, nah, stay where you at. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to quit. Can I go back to work? Please, baby girl. Like, <laughs> this ain't working. <laughs> Even like, sit down where you at. And so I always had this fear that it wasn't meant for me to try to pursue outside work. And it finally got to a point where when I was with my bills, I'd be like, God, I have to find a job. And what he brought to my mind later was like, there's no problem with you trying. You can try and pray. Try and pray to me. Give margin of dependence of like, don't let this job be an idol. Let, let my soul dependence be on you. And at that point, I feel like my soul dependent. I had gotten the message of my soul dependence is on you. And you're providing in that way. And so not being scared, essentially is what I'm saying, but still having a healthy dependence on him. Um, and then lastly, within the ability to assess is know that you're not going to always know what God is doing. There is not, you won't be able to put a pin on it. I'm sorry. It just won't happen. So don't try to play in your mind. I have let that go of really being like, I believe this is what God's doing. Girl, I don't be knowing what that man doing. Like, I just don't. I don't. Okay. My next thing is um, with prayer. How can you get quiet? The wilderness season for me forced me to have to pray and be vulnerable with God. And sometimes that jump was on the go. Sometimes I'd be brushing my son's teeth and be like, God, please give me strength for today. Like, I don't even know what to ask you, but I'm brushing his teeth and asking for strength. And so there's a good podcast by um, Jackie and Preston that I'll link in the show notes around um, just prayer and prayer being something that we... Uh, take into account of and what we really need to know around prayer. But hard seasons force you to pray. You, you pray the most when you're going through something. But then when you feel like you better, you don't pray as much. And how can you create margin for that consistency? Practically, I'll just give y'all some um, what I do now. So I am in the place of my life where I'm trying to steward my body um, and really do more about making sure I'm physically better and taken care of. And so one of the things that I do is I walk with one of my really good friends about two and a half miles, uh, three to four times a week. 
Um, and then sometimes on that fourth day, I may do a long walk about four miles by myself. I do it on usually like Saturdays or Sundays, depending on what's going on with the kids. Um, I really am trying to get into lifting weights. So once it gets cold outside, she and I will probably stop walking and I will go, get to the point of lifting weights. But <laughs> typically I would have to do that early in the morning. So I'm creating margin for God at like four in the morning. Like I'm waking up between four and four thirty, and I may get anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes with him. That may be all I got. Sometimes it is 15 minutes and it consists of me praying for about 10 minutes. And then I take uh, whatever day it is and I read a proverb. So like today is the 25th of September. I would read Proverbs 25. And so it doesn't mean that I'm neglecting because I'm not putting this whole hour in. Like you don't have to do much to give God margin, but it's, I think it's the heart posture of it. Like I'm waking up with a desire to like say, okay, this is what I'm giving to you today. Give, please just bless today. Give me the strength to get through the day and know that my efforts to give you some time is what I'm giving you because I have two small kids and I have to get them ready in the morning and then get them off to get them off to daycare and then get myself ready for work. That there is oftentimes not a lot of quiet time in my day with serving clients. And also once they get home, we're my, me and my husband are mommy and daddy until it's time for us to go to sleep. And then by eight o'clock when they go to bed, girl, I am tired. Okay. I've been trying to get in the bed by nine to get up in the morning or give my husband some time, you know? So because of that, my margin of time may be shorter, but it's my heart is so intentional about trying to make sure that I give him that space and time and the Lord blesses it. I really do believe he does. And so my question to you, sis, is are you creating space? And if you're not creating space, how can you create space? What do you feel like you need to give up? Do you need to put the podcast down for a while and let yourself not feel guilty about that? Let that go. I was writing a book at one point in time. I do feel like I will write the book eventually. But I, before I let all these things go, the my book was such a heavy burden on my mind because of just so many reasons that I couldn't. That's a whole nother podcast another day. And so I had to let myself feel that grief and let it go and know that just because God gave this to me and I wanted to work on this doesn't mean I can't work on another season, but it was becoming such of a heavy load. It felt obligatory to a point to where I couldn't, I couldn't even steward my mind well because of, because of how I felt about it. So I had to really relinquish that to him and say, look, I got to put this down, give this to me again, or put the desire in my heart to do this again in due season. And I just will just pray and just ask that, like, I don't have the capacity right now to do a whole podcast saying that for you. Um, So give me the desire to do that and the space to do that in due season. Being in school and working and trying to run a business is a lot. And so even if you feel like you are called to do it, the Lord will give you grace for it as you include him too, I believe as well. He gives grace for that, but also make space for him in that. Uh, the third thing is you said thinking about the future and things that were happening. Uh, first I want to say things take time. Um, there isn't a magic button on just like, we think that things are happen faster than they do, but really things take years to steward at times. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about when you plant, you don't often see 
I don't know what it is, and I probably should find it for y'all, but when you plant, you may not get your harvest till the following season. And so whatever you plant now, you can get later, but that doesn't mean you're going to see the fruits of it later. Y'all, I've been doing this podcast five years, literally weekly for five years. That's a long time. Five years is a long time. I have gotten married. I've had two kids in that time frame. That's taken time. I probably have only been able to start. I think I made some, I think I've started making money off my podcast last year, late last year too, like August of last year. So in the five years of time doing this, four years were consistently me actually putting time into something before I reaped a harvest off of it. Now, granted, I did do things outside of my podcast that made money, but actual money from my podcast, like ads and all of that type of thing, took five years, five years. And so know that it's it's okay that if you have to, you know, put some time in for something, it's going to take time. My biggest thing and what I feel like is important to God is the willingness and ability to steward your soul, steward your mind, steward your heart with him. I think that's the most important thing than what you can produce and provide in this season and result. Now, not to say he won't give you the desire, but sift that in prayer and ask him for that. If the burden feels hard, are you asking for help? Or are you avoiding asking for help because you're scared of what you would get? Um, and be very clear with that when it comes to future things about things happening. And also take a break from social media. Like that would be my biggest advice is get off that just get take a period of time and get off social media let your mind actually live in your own life versus living in your life of other people when i came back to social media i unfollowed so many people literally i unfollowed so many people and i muted so many people because my timeline now is curated to who i want to see and then there are still times where i'm like mm, i don't want to look at that because it's bringing up comparison so many people I unfollowed, not out of my lack of care for them or anything, just out of, I want to be able to not be influenced and all of those things. It was just a lot. Okay. Um, last thing I'll say related to this question about how to be present mentally, spiritually, and I'll talk about the practical tips is identity. Have you married yourself to the things that you're doing to who you are? And my first thing would be to know that you are a daughter of the most high God, the one who sits on the throne, the one who desires to know you deeply, the one who intimately, so intimately walked this life for us, literally gave up his heavenly honors as a son to come into, to as God to come into um, a body and die for us. And so with that being said, your identity first is in him, not what you can produce. And so that's a question. So when you're feeling these things, my biggest thing is take some time to reflect. Take some time to sit before God and just say what you need to say and be honest about it. Okay. Now is the practical tips. Um, I only have four. And to just kind of give you some space to be present mentally and spiritually, I would say in order to be present, you have to say what is distracting you. Because in order to be present, you have to kind of look at what are the distractions. So my first um, tip of advice would be assess. Be aware of what are the patterns that are coming up. 
What do you find you do when you get stressed? What do you find you do when you get overwhelmed? What do you run to? Do you mindlessly scroll on social media? Do you sit and binge watch TV? Do you avoid journaling? Do you avoid doing the practical self-care things that help you? Assess, like assess what's what's on your plate. What is what is taking a lot of your time? What is uh, taking a lot of your mental capacity? For me, what's about to take a lot of my time is work. I have not worked a nine to five since 2020. And baby girl, that is going to be a transition for me. And so I have been very clear about my play is going to be full. So a lot of stuff is not about to take my time. And so I'm aware of that. So what do you assess what is distracting you, but also really say to, say to yourself in this season of maybe being in school, do I just need to focus on school for a short, short period of time? You cannot do everything. We cannot do everything. We can try, but it's hard. It's going to offer some level of stress. But no, like you can have the grace to do that um, and asking God what to what to pray for. One of the things that I even thought about um, in this season of time when I was in my wilderness was what I asked God, what time do I need to wake up in the morning? And consistently it was always around four o'clock. That was like the time frame that he kind of gave me. Um, and that really my body would naturally wake up around four my baby boy would wake up sometimes around four and I would feed him. And so four o'clock was always like my golden hour time of waking up. So I'm just kind of taking that in my season right now. Of like, okay, maybe I need to just wake up at four. Not saying you got to wake up at four, but like assess and ask God, hey, what's the strategy for me to manage all these things? What do I need to give up in this season? Ask him those questions. Be very clear that God also understands that you have all these things going on and he wants to help. Like he absolutely wants to help. And so assess and ask would be my thing. Next thing I would say is to prioritize, prioritize what is important. Top of the list is if you're married, God, your husband, your kids, priority. And then of course your job, like your income. For me, um, my season really was about serving my clients, my kids and my husband. Like those were the only really three areas of my life I could do. I had a couple friends that I was helping to do things, but not many people were really even around me in the last five months. I, I couldn't even really talk to people. I couldn't even really tell people what to pray for for me. That's how much like, because I didn't have the language to verbalize it, but also I was so fragile and vulnerable. I feel like if I opened up... um and ask for just like helping it. I, I, it was just a very fragile time for me. I don't even know how to really describe it to you all, but just prioritize what is important. What is, what is priority? And if anything is not in, in that priority list, cut it, cut it for a period of time, get back to a stability place. It's almost kind of like if somebody's in ICU, we're, they're, they're very fragile. They're vulnerable. People that are in ICU, they're trying to get back stabilized, get back to a place of stability, transferring over to a regular room to transfer, to be discharged, to be stable, to go out to the world. Someone that is in need of ICU care that's out in this, in the regular world will be impacted. And so look at what is priority, what is important and prioritize those things only. And it's going to take some support. It's going to take some people crowding around you. It's going to take you cutting off some things to not be so quick to like go back into that. I had a period of time that I gave myself. I was like, I'm going to give myself to next year if this is what it is. But give yourself a period of time. Okay. 
Um, the fourth thing is community and vulnerability. Have community that you can be vulnerable with. Share with others what you're experiencing. Connect with an accountability partner. Connect with people. You need people in this life. Anytime you feel isolated, you need people. Ask God to give you someone if you don't have him, if you don't have it. And then lastly, be aware of triggers. Are triggers of comparison a big thing for you? Do you struggle with confidence? Do you struggle with negative self-talk? Do you struggle with um, connecting with the wrong people? Do you struggle with listening to people, even people of influence that make you feel bad? Like, understand your weak spots and also take those weak spots to God and, and seek the word on those things. That would be my most practical advice. Very practical, very simple. Assess, prioritize, get a part of community, and be aware of your triggers. Be aware of those things. Mine was comparison, um, striving for success. Um, idolatry was a big one for me. Um, and just those things came up often. Um, and so I had to cons- consistently address them. Um, so yeah, so that's the baseline of this episode. I just wanted to provide some quick tips for you. Um, I hope that this answered your question, sis, and also anybody else that might be struggling with just how to be present mentally and spiritually. Another thing that I did um, a lot was I put my phone away a lot when I was with my kids. Um, (laughs) My husband now has this running joke. He's like, you back on your phone now, you know. And I told him, I said, what if you take my phone for a day? What do you think I would do? Okay. He was like, yeah, you'd be like, I need to check my email, which is true. I always check my email, but um, he, he makes this joke now, like you always back on your phone now. Okay. So now I'm mindful, like I need to put my phone down, but, um, just, you know, live your life outside of social media and other things and know that, you know, the biggest thing with being present mentally and spiritually is assessing what's distracting you. And sometimes those things are emotional. Sometimes they're very practical that we can deal with. So, I hope this helps um, and I hope that this was good to you. So, all right, sis, I love you. Um, I'm hoping that I can get a podcast out to you all next week. Um, If I don't, please give me some grace. I am going to be traveling um, this week as well. And so I am um, very excited. And so just give me some grace uh, as y'all are um, listening to the podcast. I'm going to definitely try to keep my consistency up with this. I love doing this and I hope that all of this is very helpful to you. If you love this podcast, please share it with someone. Share it with someone that you think would um, enjoy it and want to hear it. Uh, we're all navigating through this together and know that, you know, I'm praying for you, thinking of you, and we're all in this faith walk together. All right, sis, I love you. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.